everybody, and welcome to another episode of What's Your Fantasy? Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm one of your co co host MJ Wuayu, here with Steven and Scott, and we're wrapping up a an exciting week 14 up and down for many people. I hope uh, for the vast majority of our, our listeners that this was the week that you either got to relax because you had clinched the playoffs or you just ended up getting another win off uh, capping a tremendous comeback and actually made the playoffs yourself, just barely scraping by. This episode, we're actually going to start off with our icebreaker, which is our favorite Christmas movie. And mine is pretty stereotypical. I guess this would be a favorite Christmas movie for a lot of people, but I saw this movie live. Makes me feel old. Um, That's going to be The Grinch, starring Jim Carrey. Probably one of the best, to me, if not the best uh, trails of The Grinch for me, personally, like I said. But um, I don't think anyone will or can ever do the character the same justice as he did. Um, Who'd like to go up next? Uh, Steven? Yeah, I'll take it. Grinch, good choice, good choice. Thank you. Um, I am going with a sequel, none other than Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. I am absolutely obsessed with this movie. It's been my favorite for years. You got Macaulay Culkin, Molly Ringwald. <laughs> you got director Chris Columbus, who directed, I think, the first two or three Harry Potter movies. Uh, John Williams, who did the music for the first two or three Harry Potter movies. And oh, wow. You know, I'm a huge Harry Potter fan, so a lot of um, similarities between Home Alone 2 and the Harry Potter series, which I love. Um, and then, of course, it was produced by John Hughes, um, who was the guy that oversaw the Brat Pack. So, I mean, just slam-packed with, uh, with star power with this movie. But the movie itself, you know, you go through the whole thing. They left Kevin, um, not to mention the uh, the airline that the family went on was American Airlines. So you should have known that there was going to be trouble. Yeah, I mean, who's surprised? Absolute trash. Um, but, uh, you know, same old story. Kevin gets left. Kevin walks around New York by himself, has a huge booby trap where he lethally kills these guys in real life. But uh, <laughs> it's uh, just cartoon killing in uh, Home Alone. But anyways, incredible movie. I love it. I think only has like a 34% on Rotten Tomatoes. So I obviously vehemently disagree with that rating. But uh, yeah, oh, I love that. love it. Um, and f- just so everybody knows, we're we're also kind of all watching the Monday night game, and I think James Conner just got injured. So, S- Scott, please go before I lose my mental. <laughs> oh, man, MJ's dynasty team was just falling apart as as mine's just rising with the Kevin Harris touchdown, baby. Let's let's go, the rookies. Uh, so, love both of your picks. Uh, I would, the Grinch 100% makes my top 10, maybe cracks my top five. Home Alone 2 is my second favorite because my favorite is the original, Home Alone. Um, yeah, of course, the brothers picked the two Home Alone movies. We watched them both every single year growing up. Uh, hands down, my top two. But I got to go with the OG uh, for number one. Um, a lot of the same reasons Steven said. Uh, I will correct him. It's it's not Molly Ringwald, Steven, not the girl from The Breakfast Club. It's Catherine oh. O'Hara, the yes. mom from Schitt's Creek, Uh also a great television show if you guys have not seen that um not the first person to make that mistake this week actually commissioner dave said the same thing 
uh, when we watched the first one at his house earlier in the week. Um, but yeah, love the little kid taking down the two burglars in his own home. Uh, the cheese pizza just for him, man. That was me growing up all about the cheese pizza. Uh, it just, every time I watch that movie, I can just imagine smelling a beautiful, just cheese pizza. Know, like cheese pizza. Like, but I think New York style, <laughs> even though they're in Chicago, like I, it was definitely a New York style mm. pizza. Um, and I will have to say, uh, Macaulay Culkin uh, dated Mila Kunis for a while. I don't know how he landed that, but uh, props to him as well for that. Uh, and of course, Joe Pesci, one of the greatest bad guys of all time. Uh, and I will tell you, if you've never seen this movie, the first thing you need to do after you finish this movie is watch the Honest trailers because it's hilarious. Um, I mean, you can do that with pretty much any movie, but the Home Alone movie especially. MJ? Yeah, uh, great selections. Uh, I see both of you guys probably watched Home Alone 1 and 2 a lot growing up. Um <laughs> Uh, side bros everybody um but with that we're going to go ahead and transition to our week 14 recap uh really quick here starting out with the kansas city chiefs and the denver broncos uh kansas city pulling this out 34 to 28 i I had to talk about this game because i want to talk about patrick mahomes i mean he made some of the most jaw-dropping dropping plays i i i've had uh, at least this week but definitely at least this month i mean one absolute dart when he was getting tackled and the other just an impromptu no look just shovel pass over to Jarek McKinnon for this long touchdown he finished for uh 352 three touchdowns three INTs and of course the standout for this year for the Denver Broncos has been this defense for him right uh although Russell Wilson finally and now often start started to finally look decent I mean Jerry Judy with three touchdowns uh eight for 73 uh Marlon Mack getting a 66 long reception uh he it was a screen pass and he just took it took it to the house um and wilson finishing with two 247 three touchdowns ynt one int but getting that concussion i mean i had a a teensy bit of hope for this team um actually hope you know kind of pulling for them to get this upset but i mean what can we say about either team I mean, Mahomes is just a wizard, isn't he? I mean, I can't believe he fell to you in our dynasty draft, Stephen. Right? I'm thankful every day, but uh, <laughs> yeah, seeing him. I mean, he's he's carrying that team on his back. I mean, they have yes, they have weapons, but compared to some of these other guys, he he's he's doing it all. They don't have a great defense. Um, you know, they were at Denver, and like you said, Denver has a pretty elite defense. So even though the offense is lackluster, um, Mahomes had to still kind of do everything to get them to a win. And um, really cool to see that Jerry McKinnon um, had a really good game, um, seven receptions for 112 yards and two touchdowns. So I think that maybe means there's some fantasy relevance with him down the stretch. You mm-hmm. know, I still think Pacheco is going to be the – between the tackles guy and he still looks great. Just like I test, he can run. Um, but I think McKinnon McKinnon's going to have a role in the passing game, especially with all these receivers continuing to be banged up. So, uh, so look out for him to, to have a role. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, nice that Wilson and Judy both finally had really fantasy relevant games, but of course sad that Wilson went down with the concussion protocol and Dang. I don't, uh, don't believe that Judy's going to have this sustained success, but nice okay. that we actually saw it. 
yeah, he got uh, knocked out. Knocked, knocked out. Um, we'll go ahead transition to our next game, which was Detroit versus the Minnesota Vikings. And Detroit Lions pulled this out 34-23. to 23. Jeez, the offense for these Lions were clicking. Uh, if they happen to pull out a new quarterback from this draft, I, I, who knows what happens? I mean, maybe that unlocks him completely. But golf looked decent here, going for three thirty, three touchdowns, zero ints. Um, not much of a, a run game uh, this game for them. But DJ Chark going for six ninety four, one touchdown. Uh, Mon Ross six for sixty eight. Uh, Josh Reynolds getting a touchdown, and of course Jameson Williams on his first catch. It's a touchdown, a 41-yard bomb. Um, great to see that kid finally getting out there and playing. And, of course, Jefferson from the Vikings, who had a monstrous day. I, I really don't feel like anyone's talking about it that much either, I guess because of the loss, but uh, 11 for 223, no touchdowns. But he, he actually should have been should have gotten a lot more. I think there was a play called back, uh, uh, some BS penalty that I was seeing. Um, are we worried here about the Vikings at all? I mean, so maybe a uh, little bit. Um, I think I think more so than being worried about the Vikings, though. Um, I think the Lions are putting people on notice that we're we're here to fight for a playoff spot, and they're not too far behind the tied seven five and one Giants and Commanders. Yeah, uh, so with four games left they could turn it around um especially with with the divisional matchups between um uh the nfc east teams coming up here um yeah as a jefferson owner uh needed it this week needed it for sure oh yeah 11 receptions 223 yards just like mj said um and i was one of those people that was fighting for uh a playoff spot and jefferson helped me get it um, so yeah, amazing game from him. Love to see Jameson come out and, uh, get the touchdown as well. Um, but what do we th- also, what do we think about this Detroit offense? I mean, I feel like with all their weapons here, they're, they're resurgent. I mean, I think my favorite part, favorite part of the game was, uh, their, uh, linemen they had drafted, I believe, uh, <laughs> last year, Panay so- uh, so- yeah. getting a, uh, nine yard reception i mean it was a crazy catch and run there um but i'm really excited about this lions offense and i i I can't wait to see how they continue to integrate jameson williams right they're still fighting and i do also want to point out that cj moore um one carry which was i think 21 less carries than jamal williams and deandre swift combined had more yards than Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift mm. on an individual basis. So forty-two yard run. <laughs> don't love to see <sighs> that, but uh, but uh, apart from that, I mean, yeah, the, the I mean, the receivers look great. Um, Chark and St. Brown continue mm-hmm. to do it, and um, expected Jamison Williams to do a little more after that first touchdown. But you know, you could see the talent on that one catch. So look out for him to be a factor going forward. Yeah, Zeke continue to kind of ease them in um our last and final game we're recapping are the bills versus jets a game that was extremely defensive i mean only a touchdown in, in the first half the bills pulled this out 20 to 12 
the biggest play for me was actually the spearhead tackle from Matt Milano on Mike White, where he folded him, liter- literally folded him like a lawn chair. Um, geez, what a tackle. Zonovan Knight still being serviceable. Number one running back. That was the biggest story here. Usurp continuing to usurp Michael Carter and just uh, run all over everybody, going 17 for 71 and a touchdown. Garrett Wilson, six for 78. Elijah Moore starting to get a little bit more targets. Uh, the most targets out of everyone, actually, six for 60. Um, but of course, the Bills and their stout defense coming al- away with this. Josh Allen with a passing touchdown, one, 147 yards, 147. Uh, and a rushing touchdown, 10 for 47. Uh, Docs and Knox getting this touchdown. I mean, <laughs> the Jets have a respectable defense. I know that for a fact. I've actually picked them up. But are we any concerned about how Buffalo will continue to play, or is this actually a, a legitimate test? Do we respect the Jets now? I think if this game is... Uh in New Jersey, because that's where the New York Jets play. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it might be a different story. If it's not a cold, wintry mix in Buffalo's favor, um, I, I don't know. I think I think this, this game could have gone another way very easily. I think the Jets are a very good team. Uh, the Bills have not looked great as of late, especially for being the top team in the AFC. I, I would still probably pick the Chiefs over them um, at this point. Um but yeah, Zonovan Knight, I was wrong a few weeks ago about not hopping on the hype train, at least for the rest of this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say with Brees Hall being on that team, you can't count on it in the future because Brees Hall is going to be the guy when he's back and healthy. But for at least the rest of this season, Zonovan Knight's the real deal. Um, and yeah, I, I, I hate that I missed out on him, uh, especially the teams that I have in the playoffs. Man, I did not have the fab for some leagues, but a uh, great Recap, uh, Steven, you got anything to comment, say? Uh, I think mainly just cool to see, you know, apart from Mike White getting knocked out, um, cool to see him continuing to do it. And Zonovan Knight, it seems like he could be a guy, even though obviously with Brees Hall coming back next year, don't know what that's going to look like, but um, I don't know. You were on the hype train too. I was. I <laughs> you still am. <laughs> I kind of so still I. am. Um, but uh, but yeah, just I, you know, I, I talked nothing but trash about the Jets for the first 11, 12 weeks of the season, but they dogs as uh, as they say on the Pat McAfee show, and uh, I feel like these guys, like the Lions, are the perpetual underdogs and willing to fight, and they could sneak into the playoffs. Don't be surprised. Okay. Yeah. I hey. I will say real quick because um, I gave him a huge shout out last week for absolutely destroying the Colts. My Cowboys looked terrible against the one win Texans this week. Um, I, you know, I'd, I'd love to say that this game was a fluke and that we were just overlooking them in the schedule as an easy win and probably looking forward to the next few weeks. Um, but you know, hopefully this wasn't a blueprint game for other teams on how to beat the Cowboys because uh, Dak turned the ball over a couple times. Mm-hmm. Um, we had three turnovers total. Uh, I hope this week in practice it's ball security, ball security, ball security because it was an ugly game for the Cowboys. And you know, amazing last drive to win the game, but it shouldn't even been that way. You know, we were 
double double touchdown favorites and and should have easily won by that much. I agree. Uh, I, one of the worst games um, from the Cowboys this season with Dak, other than the, the first one, right? I would, I would say. Um, and with that, we'll go ahead and transition to MFK. Scott, you're hosting it. Yeah, I've got a little fun uh, with this one again. Steven's going to hate it and roll his eyes, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, I'm talking about some tight ends, and we're specifically talking about for the fantasy playoffs, weeks 15, Ooh. 16, and 17. Cool. Um, everything else, you can throw it out the window. We're just talking about these three weeks. Who do you want to take you to the promised land? And we're going to start out with Mark, the Herald Angels seeing Mark Andrews. We have Hawken around the Christmas tree, TJ Hawkinson, and Schultz ride, Dalton Schultz, MFK. Schultz ride? That doesn't even make yeah, sense. Yeah, like, like sleigh ride. It was the biggest stretch I could make, I know. Jeez, Stretch Armstrong over here. Um, okay, let's go with... Dalton Schultz is going to be my Mary for the playoff stretch. He has been the most consistent, uh, consistent uh, lately, and you guys know I love a high floor, and he's got that. Um, I'm going to friends of bench if it's Mark Andrews. He's going to pop off again at some point. He's the most talented of the group, and whoever's at quarterback, whether it's Lamar Jackson, Tyler Huntley, third string, fourth string, Mark Andrews is going to be their guy, and I expect him to do well at some point. And uh, that leaves me with killing Hawk. Um, he was highly targeted last game, but he had some few nasty drops. And I don't know. I just don't trust the consistency from Cousins as I do with Dak and honestly, whoever the Ravens quarterback is. Um, so. Yeah, I'm gonna have to kill Hawk. MJ, what do you got? Easy lemon squeezy. I'm gonna go the exact same route. This is easy for me. Um, I think Dak just needs to rely on his safety blankets. And I think Schultz is just one of those. And he really showed that once again, going I think he he was the leading receiver this past game. And I know one of the problems was the Texans were running all these different zones. And Who's perfect just to sit in those zones other than your tight end? I love how the Cowboys continue to use every single one of their tight ends, uh, whether it be running or in a pass play. Give me Schultz. I'm marrying Schultz. I'm fielding Andrews exactly as you said, Steve-O. He's going to have his. And even without Lamar last year, um, yeah, the man just ate. Um, and I'm going to have to kill Hawk. Bye-bye, Miss Hockey Pie. All right, I'm gonna throw a curveball out there, and uh, I like it. Yeah, uh, I agree with you guys for the Mary. I'm also gonna marry Schultz. I, yes, I know he's the cowboy, but he has been the most consistent of late, um, and I, I think you got to feel comfortable riding with him as your tight end in the playoffs. Um, I'm gonna marry T.J. Hawkinson, or sorry, I'm gonna field friends with benefits. That's what we're going with now. Friends with benefits, T.J. Oh, yes. Hawkinson. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes friends with benefits tj hawkinson the uh the targets are there uh yeah he had a couple of ugly drops this past weekend the targets are there um and he has a healthy quarterback listen mark andrews 
unquestionably the best talent of the three, I think, beyond these next three games. He's the guy that you want of these three. But for these next three games, I'm out on Mark Andrews, guys. And I have him as my tight end, uh, my starting tight end in one of my playoff teams. I also have Schultz on my bench, and I think I'm going to do a flip here. Um, But listen to this. He hasn't had a double-digit fantasy point game since week six. Guys, we're going into week 15 here. That's nine weeks of less than 10 fantasy points from a guy that was drafted number two fan, uh, fantasy tight end overall. Like you, you're expecting 10 points a week minimum. Yeah. Not to mention Lamar Jackson is hurt. He's not expected to be back until week 16. And so you're going into Cleveland, uh, who have been the sixth best team against tight ends uh, with a backup quarterback. Yes, he had six targets last week from Huntley. Uh, but he only had two receptions on the on those. They have to be good targets, and they got to be valuable targets, end zone targets. Um, I, I'm worried about Mark Andrews. I don't feel comfortable starting him. I am going to be starting Schultz at least this next week, and uh, you know we'll, we'll see if Lamar comes back in Week 16. What I want to do with that, but from what we know right now, I'm killing Mark Andrews. Uh, great all around. I'm I'm going to go ahead and. Uh... Go next here. Um, I'm going to do really just some oldies, but goodies, right? Like you said, it's playoffs and we're needing the cream of the crop. So these are some of the older players uh, currently in in the league. Um, Wide receivers, I'm sorry, but they're going to be the most influential. So we got big Devonta Adams, Stefan Diggs, and Tyreek Hill, all 28, 29, respectively. Wow. Eyes popping. Yeah, cra- crazy, right? I, I, who knows how many more years we got these guys, but they are game changers, even at this supposed late age. I guess wide receivers do age out later, but they're getting up there. Did, sorry, did you put any context around this or just? Oldies but goodies. Okay. Um, this is who I want. These are the players or who I want going into the playoffs. Going into the playoffs. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Eek. Yeah. I think I got a roll with Tyreek. He's just got the biggest chance of a boom. So I'm going to marry Tyreek. Um, Devontae going to Friends of Venture Fit, still killing it, even though Derek Carr is schlacking, to say the least. Mm-hmm. Um, and shockingly going to kill Stefan Diggs. I mean, I guess maybe not shocking in this group, but I just think that the other two guys have a bigger chance of an explosion, um, and they they all have pretty solid floors. But, uh, but yeah, give me, the, give me the chance to pop off with the other two. So Mary Tyreek, Benchifitz, Devontae, and kill Stefan. Okay. So I agree with Stevens Mary. I'm also going to marry Tyreek Hill. Um, he's been having a bunch of huge games. Not that the others haven't, but the Dolphins are still in the hunt. They're going to be playing their studs through Week 17, uh, vying for either a fantasy or a playoff spot or a playoff seating position. Uh, and for a similar reason, that's why I also have to friends at Benchifits Stephon Diggs because the Bills are still going to be in the dance. I think they're going to have to fend off the Chiefs for that number one overall spot. Um, you want the number one seed now because it's the only buy uh, 
now that we have seven teams from each conference in the playoffs. So the Bills are going to be fighting uh, until the very end for that bye week. Um, and for the same reason, that's why I have to kill Devontae Adams. The Raiders are out of it. They're not making the playoffs. If I am the manager, coach of the Raiders, I'm seriously considering starting to limit Adams' touches from here on out because I want him to be my healthy stud going forward and next year. This year's done. I want him to take me to the promised land next year. It's time to rest Devontae Adams. I would be very surprised if he's playing in week 17, which is championship week for playoffs. You don't think they might be continuing to play for, I don't know, his job? I don't know. I feel like I feel like Mike McDaniels might just continue to pass it up. I, Gosh, excuse me. Listen, if, I, if I'm the manager, I'd be telling the coach, look, dude, it, 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 I think the decision should already be made if the coach is going to be fired at this point <laughs> or not. Like, he's not making the playoffs. Like, he's either – we're firing him or we're giving him one more chance next year. What the decisions he makes from this point on are, I think, player health and safety. Mm. Uh, would would If anything, if he's on the fence, whether they're going to fire him or not, as a manager, I'm like, all right, dude, time to do the right thing. Let's let's keep our, our studs healthy. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to have to go with uh, good old Steve-O. Steve-O, you, had, you were killing digs, right? Yep. I'm going to have to marry Tyreek. Once again, Tyreek is one of those players that I continue to watch, be amazed, and let out a, a very tiring sigh because I let go of him to begin this year. But I'm going to have to marry him. Regardless, if the team is struggling, Tyreek is going to get his. That's just, that just I mean, he had that fumble recovery for a touchdown, which he just outran everybody this, this last game, and then he got that reception where he, he just mad dude Tyreek is just a beast so I have to marry him Adams yes I freaking love him if he pops he big pops and you know like Scott said we don't know what what the team is thinking of the tr possible tra trajectory uh you know the coach is looking at but him and Josh Jacobs they're they're their their offense so Either one is going to eat, and I hope they do eat. Also, second rushing touchdown of the night, James Conner. <laughs> Boom, baby. That was a, that was a feisty fight. Yes, he, he, he muscled that one in. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. I was going to say, I will say real quick, um, talking about the Tyreek Hill fumble recovery for a touchdown, uh, that very well, that play – alone could have made or break people's fantasy seasons in many different ways, uh, whether you had him or were going against him, because most leagues don't count fumble recovery yards. And so you only likely got the six points for the touchdown when it would have been another solid probably six or seven points for the yardage. Mm -hmm. I can't remember how far it was. So that very well, if you're thinking like, why didn't I get the yards for that? Look at your league settings is probably why. Um, mm -hmm. and, and those six or seven points could – probably make or break many people's seasons Ooh, unfortunately unfortunately and i guess i will close it with mine um and going with the christmas theme tis the season we got some chris kringle action so we mm. got some 
guys with Chris as their name or in their name. Um, Chris Godwin, Chris Olave, and Christian Watson, both for the fantasy playoffs and dynasty. Who do you have? Okay, let me let me type that out. Playoffs and dynasty. Um, I think I'll go. I think they're different for me too. So I'm going to start with fantasy playoffs first. Um, I think I've got to marry Chris Godwin for the fantasy playoffs. And that, it just goes back to what I said before with teams that are in it versus teams that are out. The Buccaneers, even though they have been pretty sad this year, they are still in first in the NFC South. Uh, and there are going to be another team that's going to be fighting to the end to win it all. Chris Godwin, uh, one of Tom Brady's favorite targets. I think he's going to continue that way throughout the playoffs. Um, he's finding the end zone as well. He seems to be pretty healthy. Chris Godwin. Uh, similarly, the Saints are probably the one team that could knock the Bucks out of it, and I think they're still going to be fighting for it. And therefore, i got to go with Chris Olave. Uh, and, and unfortunately have to kill Christian Watson because the Packers uh, are not going to make it at this point. Um, however, for Dynasty, I think my order completely changes. Um, I think I've got to marry Christian Watson, um, and I don't think it's going to matter who is continuing to be under center there in Green Bay. I think he might be the guy um, moving forward there. Uh, I think... Chris Godwin still got some healthy years left. Uh, Chris Lave also a rookie. He's got plenty of years left. So it, to me, this is a little more of a toss-up. I think I got to go with Olave just for the youth, uh, for the friends with benefits, and I think I got to kill Godwin. So my order is reversed for Dynasty. Okay, uh, great stuff, Scott. I'm going to have to friends with Benchip. Well, for the playoffs. For the playoffs, I will have to marry Watson. I think this kid's just been pop, pop, popping, and really, I feel like he's the only playmaker currently on that team. Really, I, I mean, for, I mean, really, I, I feel like they really aren't relying on their running game. Jones banged up. Yeah, AJ Dillon's been getting rumbling, um, and Aaron Rodgers wants to throw. Uh, and even with it, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even when Jordan Love came on and did that little slant pass to him, he took it all the way to the yard. And then he took that end around. I mean, the kid's just electric. And I think he's a finally decent, high capital draft pick wide receiver that they've ever taken a chance on uh, as of late. So I will have to marry him. Friends with Bench, Bench of Fitz, Godwin, and Kill Olave. The Saints are just looking a hot mess. I really, I don't really know if I can trust them at all. But for Dynasty, I will have to kill Godwin. I'm going to have to marry Olave because I feel like Olave is more of the ideal, like more refined pat, uh, receiver here. And then I'm going to have to friends with Bench Fitz Watson for Dynasty. I love it. I will jump right in and start with Dynasty since I completely agree with your take there, MJ. Going to go with 
Olave, Olave for my Mary. Again, I think, like you said, the more refined receiver, he's also just like the target guy. He's going to get yeah. a lot of more targets, maybe not as many deep ones, but I think he's going to get just a ton of receptions and passes. So give me Olave to Mary. Um, friends of Benjamin Fitz, Christian Watson, because obviously he's young, he's talented, he's got a long career to come. And then killing Godwin just because he's older and who knows who will be his quarterback next year. Um, for the playoffs this year, um, going to be a little opposite because I'm going to marry Godwin similar to Scott. Um, Buccaneers are fighting for an actual playoff spot and he's Brady's number one target as far as. Mm-hmm targets go um and then i'm going to friends of bench if it's christian watson uh so that's similar to my dynasty again the packers have a super soft fantasy playoff schedule and like you said i think aaron Rodgers just wants to throw the, throw the ball he's supposed to throw the ball so <laughs> i think that he's gonna air it out i think watson's gonna have some big games over the next uh few weeks and then i'm gonna kill olave again like you said mj mm-hmm. Saints just look, Saints look like a mess. He's still their number one target, but I like the uh, the opportunity for these other two guys down the stretch. So, um, yeah, a little bit opposite depending on the uh, the scenario, but uh, but yeah, great answers all around. And I will go ahead and transition us over to Jukebox. Juke. Um, got a couple of fun Christmas songs this week for you. Um, would have done them next week, but we have a special musical guest that's going to be with us next week. And we may do some of his songs uh, for Jukebox. So going to leave that for next week. Um, which one of you guys is feeling lucky to start off with? Honestly, I've, I need a little bit of luck because the past couple of weeks have been horrible for me in fantasy. Well, you're going to love this pick, MJ. So, Bring me some cheer. <laughs> the song is Mele Kaliki Maka, <laughs> which, have you heard of this one? Oh, yes. Uh, oh, my wife loves the song. It's it's a beautiful song. Specifically, the one I recommend is the one by Casey Musgraves and Zoe Deschanel. Um, which well, I've think... heard it plenty of times, actually. <laughs> this is one of the few songs I have heard that you've suggested or recommended really is just a a lovely tune really easy listen great Um, voices yeah great voices too um so in the song it goes mele kaliki maka is hawaii's way to say merry christmas to you so it is a hawaiian christmas song and so a couple of songs about players from hawaii first with the play the falcons still in the playoff hunt one, did they make the right move benching Marcus Mariota for rookie Desmond Ritter? And two, do you think Ritter has any value this season? Hmm. That is a really great question. Yes, I'm going to say yes, regardless of the fact that they're they're still in playoff contention. Um, I, I think they they needed to make this change earlier. I think I think Ritter is more than capable of of taking this position, and I I really do feel like he'll have fantasy value past this year. I with a kid like what they draft him in the third round, I if I remember correctly, yeah, it was third or 
third third or so round. Uh, I think they need to give the ch- kid a chance. I mean, he led a team into the college football playoffs, and he looked great on that team. Um, I think he needs the opportunity, and I do feel like he'll have value this year and next. I, although, are we strictly talking dynasty, or you know, are we t- like redraft? Am I going to be able to spot start him this this year in any format? Okay. Um, yes, I think he's a more to adequate passer. I think if you need a spot start for, for heck, I'd start him over Rogers. <laughs> there we I go. mean, I'd start him over uh, personally Heineke. Uh, there's a, you know, uh, especially in super flex leagues. Yes. I think he, he can absolutely be serviceable to you. Well, I certainly hope so as he is currently on my bench, but um, I actually got a bonus question for you. As you heard, I got mm-hmm. a couple of Hawaiian players. So, of course, we got to talk about Tua. Um, Dynasty only coming off of this horrid Sunday night game against the Chargers. Would you rather have your pick of any 2023 first-round quarterback or Tua? Any 2023 quarterback. Absolutely. No like, question. No question. I think I, I think Tua is a great quarterback, and I think he's in a really awesome situation for, honestly, the foreseeable future. But listen, I, I, think, I think Bryce is a step above him. I think CJ could become a step above him. Um, he still needs some work, but listen, you gave me any choice. So if I had the choice of Bryce Young, I'm going for the 2023 quarterbacks. All in on Bryce. I like it. Well, I don't like it. But. <laughs> hey, listen, Tua, like Tua is an excellent quarterback, and he is he has shown why he's a great quarterback this year. So yeah, let's hope the past couple of games were just a little blip on the radar. Um, moving over to Scott, uh, we got a song called "Man with the Bag" by Jesse J. Have you heard this one, Scott? I can't say I have. It is a bop, and I highly recommend both of you listen to it. I think you would really enjoy it. It's a very fun song. Jesse J, incredible singer. Um, so, Scott, of course, we are talking about men with the bags. Um, first, the number one and number three quarterbacks in terms of most guaranteed money. We got Deshaun Watson and Kyler Murray. So number one and number three in terms of most guaranteed money. Mm. Uh, this is as of September of this year. I don't believe there would have been any significant changes, but did want to point that out. So Watson and Murray, one and three. Who would you rather have next year in redraft? Huh. Ooh, next year in redraft. Um, well, Kyler just got hurt tonight, Monday Night Football. I don't know how big of an injury that is, but assuming he's good to go to start the 2023 season, uh, I think I got to take Kyler Murray. I think he's younger. I think he's still more mobile with his legs. Um, I like the weapons around him a little bit better. Um, Yeah, I I think I got to stick with Kyler on this one. I like it. I like it. We still don't know what Watson's going to look like. He's been a little rusty, so uh, it makes sense. Uh, bonus question, part two. So Watson and Murray were number one and three in terms of guaranteed money. Two and four 
none other than Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers. Do you think either of these guys will ever be a weekly starter in fantasy again? I cringed as you said those two names. Second and fourth most money. Oh, my gosh. Um, In 10-team, no. In 12-team, I'd probably also say no. Uh, I think I think you have to be a, in a fourteen-team league minimum or a super flex for them to be for either one of them to be a weekly starter from this point forward. Such a drop for the back-to-back NFL MVP and potential future Hall of Famer Russell Wilson. Um, yeah, it's been it's been crazy the deep dive these guys have taken this year. Oh, but man, crazy. It's <laughs> a shame. Great, uh, great responses. Um, and again, for those listening, the songs were Mele, Kaliki, Maka, uh, specifically the Casey Musgrave, Zoe Deschanel version, and Man with the Back by Jesse J. Get into the holiday spirit, listen to these songs, you'll have a fun time with that. Gonna move it on over to a new, fun kind of end of year segment with MJ. MJ, what we have? Great. So, this is gonna be our heroes and our zeros. Really easy because the fantasy playoffs are our go ahead starting. We're going to talk about the players who helped us get here or let us down along the way. Um, doesn't require a lot of explaining because if you are an avid fantasy football player, you at least know that these guys have been popping, been popping. The numbers speak volumes. So, my hero for this year is going to be, of course, my most owned player. Kenneth Walker III, shame to see him get injured last week, but man, has he completely blown my expectations out of the water. Um, My zero is going to be Cortland Sutton. Um, Honestly, the Denver offense in general has been a complete dud for me. Um, Scott, what you got? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I hit on how bad the Broncos were when we had Mitchell on and he talked about Corlin Sutton and I talked about Javante Williams, but Javante Williams has been hurt all year. So he's not going to be my zero. Um, I will start with my hero. Uh, and this is based on uh, when I got him pick 64 overall in our 10 team league round seven. I'm talking about this year's MVP Jalen hurts. Um, he's just been a stud. He's carried my team. I needed to win the last three games to make the playoffs. I've done that uh, regardless of the outcome of this Patriots-Cardinals game. Uh, Both my opponent and I, uh, neither one of us have players left. So I am in the playoffs as the sixth seed, possibly playing you in the first round. And uh, I definitely owe a lot of that to Jalen Hurts. Um, The rest to Justin Jefferson. The two of them have been putting the team on their backs. Uh, My zero... In this uh, in this league, same team, but had to be Gabe Davis. There was just so much hype going into this year. I thought I got a steal in round six, um, possibly you know uh, a guy that could be an every week flex, possibly a wide receiver two, um, and he has just been the Mike Williams of the 2022 wide receiver class this year. He he had a 30 point week, and he's had plenty of sub five point weeks. Um, I hate that as a fantasy player, it's not startable. Um, he's definitely been my zero this year, Steve. 
So I just made a last minute change with my zero. I'll start with the bad, and that's going to be Mike Evans, who really, I think Nelson Mandela affected me. <laughs> I, it's like I thought that he has just been a really rock solid player throughout the season. He's had four games over double digits. Four games with double-digit fantasy points, which shocking to me. Um, and so I have to blame my guaranteed one non-playoff appearance partially due to him. So I've, man, I've I've always loved Mike Evans, but he really uh, he really burned me this year. Um, so he's my zero, and my hero is Geno Smith, who mm, good one came out of nowhere. I mean. Just real life, uh, super happy for this guy. He's keeps his head down and just does it all. Um, didn't mind being a backup when he got his opportunity. He has taken it by storm. And for fantasy purposes, he's been super consistent. Um, pretty easily, I think, a top 10 quarterback on a weekly basis. And um, he's helped me engine to the playoffs in one league and we are still waiting to see if he will have helped me inch into the playoffs in another league, but potentially two, uh, two leagues that he was my leading guy. So um, I am super thankful for Geno Smith this year. Uh, great heroes and zeros, everybody. And apart with this, we're actually going to go over a couple of superlatives from this year. Um, and of course, we're just going to start with, the most important player on the field that is the quarterback and we're just going to do it's just a little fun guessing game we're going to go go at um we're only going to go top three top three everybody so this one should be relatively easy top three quarterbacks in total fantasy points in half ppr so we got to go jalen hurts right number one uh bingo is he number one overall now? Yeah. Wow, love it. Uh, Pat, Pat Mahomes has to be number two then. Correct. Uh, Josh Allen? Mm-hmm. Three. Easy peasy. Yeah. Easy peasy. Nice. nice. My boy hurts getting up there. I feel, It feels so good. It feels so good. <laughs> but it feels so bad that I did not draft him. Oh, I appreciate it, MJ. Leagues in the I appreciate it. Um, top three leaders in passing yards, total passing yards. Tua. Incorrect. Incorrect. Wait, t- in passing yards, uh, Mahomes. Bingo. Number number one. Yeah, he's number, number one. Oh, okay. Um, no, no, he's number one. I'm sorry, he's number one. Yeah. Who's number two? Uh, and who's number three? Joe Burrow. Number three. Okay. That's a good guess. Um, Come on, Steve-O. Gino? No, not Gino. Is is it Allen? No, not Allen. Oh, oh man. Racking my brain, racking my brain. Who could it be? I got one guy, but I don't want to guess him yet. Kurt Cousins? Mm-mm. No. You're selling this kid short. Hey. Plays in the AFC. 
has been called a social media quarterback. Uh, what am I missing here? Plays in the West Coast. Is it Herbert? Yes, Herbert. Really? No. Number two in wow. passing. Yes, yeah, so Mahomes, and once, once again, everybody, this is weeks one to 14 so far. Mahomes with 4,160 yards. Wow. Jeez. And Herbert with uh, 3,706. Joe Burrow, very close behind it, 3,685. Wow. Yeah, it's been, uh, I mean, crazy numbers, honestly. Um, do we want to go, we want to test out passing touchdowns total? Yeah, let's do okay. it. Okay. All passing right. Passing touchdowns. Should be relatively easy. We know who the top QBs are. Mahomes. So, Mahomes. Yes, easy. <laughs> uh, Burrow. Uh, yeah, I think Burrow. Bingo. Yeah. Bingo number three, two. I'm going oh, to. Wait, he was, he, no, Tua missed like two and a half weeks. Can't Tua, be Tua is number six. I'll tell you. I'll okay, tell you. So, so we got number one, number three again? You have one and number two. Oh, we got one and two. Um, let's go uh, Jalen Hurts. Mm-mm. No? Dang, I know he has He's a ton of rushing. Eight. Josh Allen? Eight. Yes, Josh Allen. Oh, easy okay. peasy. Wow. Easy, those, those easy, rushing easy. yards and touchdowns for Hurts, man. Yeah. Um, you want to go ahead and move on to running backs? Let's do it. Okay. RB's total fantasy points. This one should be relatively easy again. Steven? Well, I don't know if it recently changed. Uh, I guess sticking with Josh Jacobs, though. Uh, number two. So it's got to be Austin Eckler. Number one. That changed this week. And yeah, Jacobs is number two. Mm-hmm. Uh, ooh, number three. I think it's got to be. Yeah. Who am I, who am I blanking on? Who? Nick uh, Chubb? Mm-mm. No. He Nick Chubb. Oh, oh, it's the king. It's the king, Derrick Henry. Uh, is no. that close? It is close. He's number four. Oh. Total fantasy points. Total. Uh, so he's throwing us a hint there as a pass catcher. Yeah, that's right. I feel like I'm missing a big half-point PPR guy. I mean, is it like, Joe Mixon with his McCaffrey? Yes, McCaffrey. Oh, McCaffrey. <laughs> oh, you guys are killing me. Oh, man. Okay, this one should be a little bit easy. Um, top three in rushing touchdowns for the year. Jamal Williams. Easy. Yes. Eckler. No. No, uh, he's had a bunch of passing or receiving touchdowns. Eckler's number nine for rushing touchdowns. Henry. Yeah. You said Henry. Henry's number four. Oh, well, what? actually, excuse me. Uh, that correct. It's a three-way tie for third place. Three-way tie. So, yes, Derrick Henry is one of them. Chubb. Chubb is number two. Jacobs. With 12. Jacobs as 11 as well. And one last running back with 11 touchdowns. Miles Sanders? Bingo. Wow. Can we talk about Jalen Hurts? I think he has 10 himself, doesn't he? Yes. Jalen Hurts does have 10 rushing touchdowns, two more than Justin Fields. Yes. Yeah. What a monster. Um, Top three in total rushing yards. Rushing yards. Mm -hmm. Henry. Yeah, going to go Henry again. Number two. Jacobs. Number one. Number one. Chubb. 
Correct. Easy. Dang, you guys are getting good. Uh, <laughs> do you want to do receiving yards for running backs, or we find not? Uh, I, I think it's going to be Austin Eckler, Tony Pollard. Mm-hmm. No, not Tony. Austin Eckler. Moth. McCaffrey. McCaffrey. Um, who's the other big FPPR guy? Is it one of the guys we've said? Actually, it's it, a guy you it, haven't said. Is it Kenneth Walker? Yeah. It's a guy who normally is a PPR stud. Well, actually, technically, he's if he's third, then yeah, did pretty well. You phased him out of your head because he's his team's been doing so poorly. Not Saquon. Mm-mm. No. Plays down south, southeast. He said southeast. Yeah. Camara? Yes, Camara. Really? 433 reception yards, two touchdowns. Wow. Which is kind of crazy it. that he's. We need it for this playoff run because he's been yes. really bad lately. Uh, yeah. You do. <laughs> um, on to the receivers, which, once again, uh, easy, but I just want to see how quick it takes you. Uh, fantasy points. Oh, this is going to be harder for me. Adams. Number three. Tyreek Hill, Justin Jefferson. Yes. Oh, yeah. Justin Jefferson, Jefferson first. Yeah, my boy. Let's 296. Go. This is, of course, half PPR, but 296.76 for Jefferson and 291. 291.00 for Tyreek Hill. And then 278.6 for Devontae. Um. <laughs> Reception, receiving yards. Jefferson. Okay. Hill. One, two. Adams. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say that. That's funny, man. They're eating oh, both sides, my gosh. Guys. 1,500 total yards for Justin Jefferson. Jeez. 1,460, hey, Tyreek. Wait, and guys, then, has more receiving yards than Hill? Now, yeah. It was probably, it was that 200-yard game. Yeah, he just put up, he just put up 220 in um, one week. And then twelve forty seven for Adams. How about touchdowns? Different, similar but different. Yes, Adams with twelve. I'll give you hint: two different players. Yeah, I was gonna say it's not gonna be Diggs is three. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. This one's easy. Easy. Easier than you think. Uh, Is it Cup? Mm mm. Um, Brown? Hot. Yes. AJ Brown? AJ Brown with 10. With 10, baby. 10 touchdowns. Um, th- is that, that's pretty good for, for wide receivers. Let's go on ahead on to, well, do you want to do tight ends? I feel like this is no, easy. Tra- Travis Kelsey across the board. For okay. <laughs> yeah, leading, leading literally everything. Uh, let, let's sneak on down to, uh, let's go to defense, I guess. Or do you yeah, want to go over kickers at all? Yeah, we don't talk about defense a whole lot. Let's start with defense. Um, all right, let's start with the defense. Um, total fantasy points. And since, yeah, yeah, yeah. Total fantasy yeah, I- points as of right now. I got a big smile on my face. It's got to be my boys. It is the boys with 137 total points. Let's go. 
Followed and, by yeah, Eagles are two or three, four, four. Oh, they've fallen off. 49ers. Number two, yes, 49ers. And mm. honestly, this is subject to change because this is live scoring. Well, I'm not oh, going to. Patriots. Well, yeah, I, I, I ruined <laughs> you, it. You spoiled ruined it with it. that, I, yeah. I was thinking out loud, but the Patriots are at 123 and the Eagles are at 122. So oh. that might be subject to change in the in the next 30 minutes. Yeah. So, okay. um, heck, why not? Let's go to kickers. Um <laughs> We gone through everybody else. Um, I feel like hey, we talked about this last week. Um, I think it's changed though. I think has. Justin Tucker had a whole bunch uh, this past week. I think he's moved up. I'm, I'm going to go Tucker and then Bass. Tucker two, Bass three. Carlson, mm. Daniel Carlson, baby, War yeah. Eagle, baby, Dynasty, one twenty eight, one twenty eight total points. Tucker one twenty five. Bass one nineteen. It's actually all really close to the top nine. Top nine kickers. That's why you wait till the end. That's why you wait till the end. And this is the end of the heroes, zeros, and other superlative segment. Uh Scott, finish us out with some fantasy flash, man. All right. As you guys know, we are doing this during the Monday night football game. So we're going to have a little bit of a cliffhanger here, uh, which we will update you on in the next episode. But Thursday night football, we had the Raiders versus the Rams. Josh Jacobs, 18.4 fantasy points to Adams, 8.6. Steven and I both got that right. Sunday, we had another tie, unfortunately. After we went back and forth on what we were actually going to do, we ended up with who would have more passing touchdowns, two or Herbert? And wouldn't you know it, they both ended up having one. Oh, so we boy. all got that one, and we all missed that one. It was a tie. Uh, Monday Night Football, just to remind you guys what the bet was. Uh, of course, it's the Patriots versus the Cardinals, and it's an over-under two-and-a-half rushing touchdowns. And as of right now, with 13-and-a-half minutes left in the third quarter, the start of the there's already been two rushing touchdowns, one by Kevin Harris and one by James Conner. MJ took the over, so if there's one more rushing touchdown, he will get that right. If uh, we hold out and just have passing touchdowns the rest of this game, Steven and I will get it right. Uh, we will update you next week. Our current standings, not counting this Monday Night Football game, MJ and I are now tied in first, 2016-2. and two. Obviously, the Monday Night Football game will change that. One of us will be in first. One of us will be uh, in second. Steven, 19-17-2. So he's one point behind us. Um, he and I both went under, so uh, I will still remain one game above him, but it's possible he and MJ are tied. Um, and that brings us to week 15 questions. Thursday night football. We have the 49ers versus the Seahawks. Oh, More targets. Brandon Ayuk or Tyler Lockett? Ayuk? Lockett. I'm also going Ayuk with Debo being injured. Uh, Sunday night football. We've got the 7-5-1 Giants versus Commanders, the teams that tied each other last time and are both currently in the playoffs if the season ended today. We're doing a combo here. Hmm. More fantasy points. Barkley and Slayton, the top running back and top wide receiver for the Giants, or Robinson Jr. and McLaurin, the top running back and top wide receiver for 
Washington. Oh, why you got to do this to me, Scott? Got to go Robinson McLaurin. I'm, you know, I'm so. also going Washington. <laughs> See, I, um, I have a very good feeling that, yes, McLaurin and Brian Robertson will do better. But? I, I know. I kind of want to be spicy and pick that, but as we've seen this past week, <laughs> it has not boded well for me. Um, I have to go Reds. I, I mean, I have to. Go. <laughs> okay, Steven. Uh, I, have, I have to go Commanders here. I really do. I just. I. Well, yeah, we got to change it up. Good. He just hasn't gotta, looked good. All right. Barkley hasn't looked good, huh? Let's let's go uh, Barkley versus McLaurin straight up. Barkley versus McLaurin. More fantasy points. I'm taking McLaurin. Uh, yeah, I have to take McLaurin here. Yo, I'm I'm taking I'm taking Barkley on this one. I'll change it up. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll change it up on this one. I 100% think uh, Barkley was was the heavy pull for the other. Um, Monday Night Football. We got the Rams versus the Packers. A uh, oh. couple of teams that are out of it. Bunch of players banged up. Not really good comparison. So we're going with an over-under. Two and a half total rushing touchdowns. Over-under. Over-under two and a half. Under. Uh, Packers and Rams. Rams. Uh I will I will do the same thing as tonight. I'm going over. Oh man. This one I it's right on the line. It's gonna be between two and three, I think. Uh, I, I'm gonna go under because of Aaron Rodgers. Uh so I'm gonna match with Steven there. So quick review. Uh MJ Lockett, Steven and I Ayuk, uh MJ and Steve McLaurin. I have Barkley, MJ over, Steven and I under. Back to MJ to close this out. Great. Um, thank you, everybody, for a wonderful one week one to 14 season of the fantasy football um, season. Um, like we said, uh, we hope that you're in the playoffs. We hope you're competing. Uh, don't give up yet because this is, you know, this is, it's all about having fun. Your players can still output. There's still a consolation tournament. I hope you do have one and uh, just continue to soak up as much fantasy football as you can before it's, you know, before it's gone for another six what, months, six months of the year. And um, once again, thank you to everyone who continues to support us. Uh, give us some feedback. Uh, we keep saying that, but to all our, all our regular listeners, Mitchell, well, if you want us to do something, let us know, man, <laughs> give us a, give us the old text. Uh, Steven, you got anything to say? Yeah. Good luck with week one of the fantasy playoffs and like mj said even if you are in the consolation bracket put up a fight it's uh you know your dignity's on the line don't be a chump so uh yeah fight for uh fight for not last place mm. and fight for a non-punishment um and uh on the positive side of things thank you guys <laughs> for continuing to listen and like mj said please hit us up and we'll uh, give you a shout out uh, bring you on the show. Um, thank you guys for for being there, Scott. I will caveat what Steven said. If you, if you are in a dynasty league and you're not in the playoffs and you're fighting for uh, those picks for next year, 
Tank like a gentleman. Still set a valid lineup. I would argue still set your best lineup. Um, you know, and, and you can you can take that how you will. Um, but yeah, if, if you guys go reverse order of standings and it's based off of playoff finish or consolation bracket finish, tank like a gentleman, at least still start players. Um and I did really quickly for you guys look at the Barkley McLaurin comparison from week 13 when they played each other the first time. McLaurin had 20.5 fantasy points to Barkley's 16.6. So if history repeats itself, Steven and MJ will get that one correct. Uh, thank you, all of our listeners out there. We appreciate it as always. Um, looking forward to the fantasy playoffs. Good luck. Yeah, good luck, everybody. And thank you for joining us for another episode of What's Your Fantasy Fantasy Football Podcast. We'll see you guys next time. Sweet, sweet fantasy, baby.